Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Freels. And I'm Dave Guzman. And uh, welcome to Practical Base. Uh, this is our initial podcast episode in which we say the proverbial hello world. That's kind of a geek joke. I apologize for that. Hello world. <laughs> you did it. I knew it. I goaded you into it. Um, so if you are listening to us for the first time, you're going to hear some introductory material in this episode. I think that's why we decided to call it episode zero. It's it's a little bit about us right? and what we're trying to do with this podcast, just kind of explain how we got here, what we're doing. Um, the real media material is going to start with episode one. If you are not interested in anything about us except the knowledge that you can selfishly take from us, and I do encourage you to do that selfishly, um, if you're if you're not interested in anything but that those lessons, you can probably skip this podcast and it won't hurt you at all. Like we're not going to reveal a universe secret here that, um, you know that is you're going to miss for the rest of your life. Yeah, you'll you'll probably really listen to this after you see a couple of episodes and then want to figure out who are these guys? Like who are these jokers? What are they doing? <laughs> Why? Why are they doing this to me? <laughs> Yeah, it could, that could happen. That could happen. But yeah, but it's but seriously, so we're going to spend some time just kind of talking about how we got here. Um, hopefully not uh, trying anybody's patience too hard. But um, if you're not interested in this stuff, feel free to skip forward to episode one. We're releasing that the same week. So you're welcome to listen to uh, go, just skip forward and, and listen to that, uh, that episode. But if you, you know, if you do care, you want to, you know, kind of get to know us a little bit, I think that's really what this episode is for. Um. So yeah, I guess the question is, how did we get here? Why are <laughs> why why are we here in my now? House. Why are we in my house? Why, why, why is there a microphone in front of my face? <laughs> because you drove here, Dave. Oh, you yeah, subjected right. yourself to this. That's right. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I guess you know this kind of starts. It starts way back when I was a young lad. No, um, <laughs> I had done a few podcasts before. Um, I used to do uh, a news podcast for a community that. Uh, that I was part of, um, you know, people can find information about that on the web if they care. I'm, I'm not, I'm a fairly public personality on the web, not like famous. I'm not like Kanye, although I do but love my close. I do love myself. Yeah. <laughs> not quite like Kanye loves Kanye, but, but close. <laughs> um, so I did a podcast there and I've most recently been doing some co-hosting with my friend, John Polstra. Uh, he has his own site, uh, johnpolstra.com, and we'll have this stuff in the show notes. So if you want to look him up, um, I do encourage you. He has uh, consult various consulting businesses. He uh, is a coach, among other things, and a fabulous hmm. one at that. And he does uh, all sorts of topics on being effective at work and productive, and like how to how to hold meetings that people actually like to go to because they get something out of it and how to keep a project rolling. Right. He's really good at that. But, but I'd been relatively unsuccessful at trying to come up with an angle of my own, although I, I love doing it. I love recording and I love podcasting. Um, and I, I hadn't come up with anything. And then, you know, you, you came over the other day. Right? Yeah. And, and actually, you know, I was thinking about this. It, it was, um, probably about a year and a half ago, two years ago, where you, uh, 
I had, re- it was just chatting with you, just, you know, regular base stuff, work stuff. And I was, uh, we got into this thing about, uh, setting up a base, yeah. you know, getting, getting, getting my base like set up right without having to take it somewhere. I s- came here, spent maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. So it's a lot of dialogue around base, around struggles that, that, that we have. And, and that's, the struggle like is where, real. The struggle is real. And, and and I think that's like where the where it got started. We just kept having these dialogues yeah. that were around our world um up until yeah, up until about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Where yeah. I need I I you know, the as the minimalist, I had to replace a base so I'm buying a base and I ended up in a situation where I sold a base, don't have a base, need a base. Who has a base? Paul's got a base. Paul's got a base. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, came over and we started talking. Yeah, as as we are wont to do. I, I And I, I always love those conversations too. Like every time we get together, it's so funny because we've, there's, there's a lot of things that we learn from each other, but also a lot of things that we, agree on or sort of agree on priorities and, and like share with each other. Right. And, and it's funny because we're always doing it when, you know, there's, there's something at stake, like, Oh, you know, I've, Hey, I need to find, find out how to do, you know, this kind of process or, you know, like the other day, like you said, needed to, you know, borrow an instrument or, or whatever. And we're kind of squeezing a lot of that conversation into a very short time because we're like, Oh, let's make the most of this. And we're, you know, we're, we're both like in this, in this groove of talking and agreeing and and this dialogue. And it's just so much, it's so much fun, but also so information dense. And we have a shorthand about it, right? Because we've both been doing this for a long time. Yeah. But that was kind of like when the light went on in my head and I was like, oh my God, this is the thing. You know, I know that there are guys out there who do amazing uh, websites to teach the the playing of bass, right? The the execution of playing bass, right? But that it, wrapped up in that is a lot of absolutely interesting, vital theory and and tips on you know things like technique, yeah, technique, right? Technique studies, scales, things like that which are absolutely, I think you and I agree, right. are absolutely important, right? But we also know that those things are really well covered, right? There, there are a bunch of guys who have that stuff covered. Like one of my favorites is Scott Devine, right? He's got right. scottsbasslessons.com. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know Scott personally, and I don't get anything out of this, but I'm just telling people who are listening, go to scottsbasslessons.com. You can look at his videos for free on YouTube, but he also has this amazing academy, which has thousands of members. And there's a reason for that, right? That academy is just full of tips and techniques, and uh, it, it really it really asks you to double down on your commitment to practicing, doing things routinely, um, being accountable for Right. For how you play. For what your job is. And like, and rewarding, like so much of it is instantly rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there is this big community there. So yeah, again, not, you know, not, uh, you know, we're not, we're not getting anything, we're not getting kickback from Scott here, but I'm just saying, I really like that site. But the thing that I realized was 
less of a focus there is um, some of the practical concerns. Now, you do see people do this in various web forums and so forth, but the problem with web forums is honestly so you know let's not beat around the bush i mean there's there's a lot of trolls out there and there is only one way which is their way right and if you don't do that you know oh there's there's going to be a nuclear level argument about it right and i just i i really feel like a lot of bassists out there you know whether they're whether they're younger guys who are getting started or you know even older guys who are you know kind of have been doing it for a while or maybe just you know doing his weekend warrior and you know just want to get a little bit of a leg up on how like how does this piece of equipment work or what should I look for in you know a new set of pickups there's there's a million topics like that that I think are like underserved and although there are lots of places that you can go to search for advice from, you know, various and sundry people and just kind of pick and choose what you want to, what you want to be influenced by, you don't necessarily get to know like one crew of people closely that you can then trust and know that they're not going to steer you wrong. And I, I kind of felt like, this is a this is a perfect place for us, right? Because we're trustworthy. We, you especially. Oh yeah. Dave. No, no, no. <laughs> you can trust us. Don't don't worry. <laughs> for you listeners out there, don't don't worry. You know, and and I think for for me, it's it's um it's that when when we do have these conversations, um and and there's other bases that I talk with, but it it's different than when you're in a band or when you're playing with other musicians who you can have these great dialogues about music and about sound. But as soon as you talk to a guitarist or a drummer about something really specific to your instrument, it's just, you know, it's the glazed over look. Um, and so there's so much to to be learned from someone else's journey and someone else's, you know, uh, errors. And, and there's just, there are so many things that as basis, as working basis that we come upon that we have to solve ourselves. And you yeah. know that somebody else has that same problem right. or has had that same challenge and there's a more efficient or better way to do it. And, and you know what, even after you get there, there's probably even a better way, whatever that, whatever that task or challenge is. Right. There's always an opportunity for improvement. And yeah, and I think it's really just about kind of passing on knowledge so that people don't have to learn through the school of hard knocks. Right. right. Or even just opening it up right. so that then it's like, oh, you know, uh, you're totally right about that, Paul. I never thought about that, but like now it's a question in my head because maybe what we're saying is not like the absolute, but at least it opens up that question in your head of like, is there a way that I can solve this, but I already have a leg up. I already have a couple of ideas that I can build upon. I think the thing that we would really like is for people not to interpret that, you know, the advice that we're giving is like the only way to go, right? right. I mean, it's it's not it's not like... You know, we're not setting out like biblical tablets here or something. We're just sharing right. our experience. If you are hearing something that we're talking about and it strikes you in a certain way, like maybe you really dig it, like maybe you really dig the advice that we're giving, or maybe you're really opposed to it. Like maybe you feel strongly that we got something wrong. Uh, you know, we would encourage you to come over to the website. We have a practicalbase.com is set up and uh, you can check in with us and 
and leave us a comment, right? Tell us what you thought about what we said. And, you know, and also if you've got ideas that you don't feel like we're, you know, we have covered yet that you would love to hear about, definitely let us know. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, because this is also, I mean, for us, it's a learning experience as well, because the whole thing is a journey. So it's good to hear back from other people as far as like, what are some other, you know, what are some other ways to approach these topics? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a conversation. Like we're not looking for our listeners to be followers, right? We want to engage with you. We want to really be connected with you. So, you know, let us know what you're thinking. I mean, you know, you tell us we're doing a good job, a bad job. I mean, we're going to, we're going to read all those comments. I mean, you know, be, be nice. Cause Dave's very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. I have a very crunchy shell and I can, I can take it, but Dave is, <laughs> yeah, his, he wears his heart on his sleeve. So yep. don't make him cry. That's, you could hear it in my bass playing also. <laughs> you do make that bass cry sometimes <laughs> in a very good way. Um, yeah. So, well, without further ado, right. We're, so we're talking about like delivering information and that really is what this whole thing's about, right? The idea is practical base, right? It's practical because we want to talk about practical aspects of being a bassist and a musician. So we're not, you know, we're not going to talk about the scales and the chord changes. And, you know, we're not going to talk about, you know, all like the amazing things you can do with two, five, one and how you hear it everywhere. Right. We're right. We're not going to talk about Dorian and Mixolydian modes when you want to choose which one. We're, we leave that to people who are music educators, you know, people like Scott and uh, my friend uh, Ted Bliss Gould. Um, those guys do a great job at this stuff. Um, we're not trying to get in on that territory. We, we really want to talk about practical aspects like, you know, knowing when and how to intonate your bass, you know, what's your role in a group, how the compressor works. You know, choosing strings, um, finding and setting expectations for your sub, you know, and a lot more. Um, and you're going to hear all this stuff if you subscribe to our podcast. And the easy way to do that is just visit practicalbase.com. And then, uh, you know, you'll find our podcast right on the front page. Um, there's a link to help you subscribe. And whether you're on iTunes or Google Play or some other sort of podcatching app, um, or you can just listen uh, directly on the site if that's what you like, uh, right over the webpage if, if that's what you want. And um, you'll be able to pick up new episodes weekly. We're going to talk about yep. a, yeah, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of topics that we've got a, we've got all sorts of goodies lined up. It's it's really going to be great. I'm I'm super excited. It's actually to me it's it's interesting how easy it is to come up with topics once you start talking and thinking about all the little minute pieces that go into playing out, learning bass, playing bass, all the things that are around um, that, it's just like I could sit for days and, and come up with new topics upon. So, And that's what we're looking for, from you all is really to help, us, like, help guide us as to like what's important, what areas do you want to explore? And maybe Absolutely. something that Paul and I never talked about and the topic comes up, we think about it, we digest it, we you know, have a conversation about it and, uh, and share. Yeah, absolutely. It really is about sharing. Um, I mean, there's there's so much knowledge flying around nowadays so quickly through so many venues, and we really wanted to find a way to kind of encapsulate and make that stuff really digestible, right? So that you don't have to go out and like find 15 different people trying to explain something to you and kind of giving you part of the story, or you know, maybe you're not sure of the bona fides or whatever. We really felt like we can give a strong, you know, really sharing kind of voice 
to those lessons and and really help you excel as a bass player. Like our our mission is really for you to have successful gigs, successful rehearsals, successful business, right? For you to be great at all those things. And it doesn't come naturally. Um, and it, it, it's a lot of hard work. And I think our idea here is really to sort of smooth your path a little bit, make it easy for you to succeed, right? Save you some time in the process, right? So you don't have to learn via hard knocks. Right. So anyway, after we've described all this, you know, I think people are probably wondering, well, you know, who the heck are you guys? And, you know, why do you feel like you can impart this kind of knowledge to us, the listeners? Wait, do you mean they don't know Paul and Dave? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do not. <laughs> we are a blank slate. <laughs> draw. We, I can you, be whoever I want to be. You, you can, you can be, you can finally be the secret agent man. You've always wanted to be Dave. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Double O Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself, Dave. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll start, start with me then. Who is Dave Guzman? Right. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll give like the sort of elevator speech on, you know, what I do around, um, you know, what my background is when people ask, you know, that I play bass, what's your background? So I guess from, from the beginning, you know, I, I, music has always been around me. My, um, you know, I, I was raised with music in the house, like so many of us were. My mother, um, you know, I'm New York native and uh my mother actually worked at record plant in the in the 70s no kidding it's true yeah i did not know that until this moment people she may or may not have met you know a number of musicians that you know bruce and (laughs) john lennon you know it's amazing some folks so but anyways it's um and then my you know my mother worked for record uh for uh, radio stations as as i got older uh that basically put a plethora of music in front of me as he, as really I, I just sang. That was my outlet for music, you know, and anything choral related. Um, ironically, I don't have a great voice as I found out in my older age, but, um, but it helped. Like there was something music based. Um, as I fast forward, you know, into uh, my college years, you know, there's, it's just that period of life where you're listening, you start branching out and listening to so, so much uh, music, just different types. So, you know, at that point I was really kind of honing into, you know, anything like Frank Zappa, uh, you know, I was listening to Fish, to Ween, I was listening to hip hop stuff. I was listening to um, Stevie Wonder. Then I got into like Victor Wooten and somehow, and then uh, through Bela Fleck, I started listening to Stanley Clark, uh, you know, of course, then the jazz kicked in. And I found that the common theme here was basically like, it was the bass that I was really like, I was drawn to that. So by age 20 um, was the very first time that I actually picked up a bass and um, it was not love at first sight. It was, it was rough. It was, it was tough. Heresy. Yeah. Exactly. You started out our episode zero with blasphemy. Blasphemy <laughs> against the base. It was I love um, it. it was rough. You know, it was blisters on the fingers. Um, it was just uh a struggle, but I liked the struggle and um and and I had a goal. And I I remember specifically thinking about the fact that I was 20 years old and I was too old to start bass. Like, because in my mind, there were people that were playing instruments since they were five years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had this 
so I had this second epiphany where I thought, you know, I'm 20 years old. Heck, if I just like silently chip away at this for 30 years, I'm going to be 50 years old and I'm actually going to know how to play this instrument. Um, and, and I made myself the promise just to, to play this instrument. And so, um, I did. And for 10 years, uh, more or less, I just, uh, I was like a closet bassist. I just played, you know, on my own every day and just hacked away, um, in and out. I would go, uh, you know, into lessons, learning theory, not totally, uh, not totally dedicated on that end of it, but I definitely took my lessons to make sure that I was cleaning up that side would clean up bad habits from time to time that I was, you know, that, that I had developed. Uh, and you know, at that point, uh, I guess 10 years after that. So ended up just getting the bug to, uh, join a, uh, I was invited to join as a, as a house basis for a, um, an open jam, uh, for jazz, which, you know, today I wouldn't even be ready to do. So I don't know why I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> it was like the one time where I could feel young like, and fearless. Yeah. That one, yeah. 30 years. And now I'm, now I'm young and fearless. And I had the, <laughs> the, that drip of sweat that drips down really slow. The one rivulet. And like, it, and it like goes and it crawls up into your eyelid and oh, just hangs the out there. That's the best. That was a wonderful feeling. Um, that was kind of a short lived event, but, um, after that, you know, I kind of played a couple of different projects and I started actually playing out and with other, uh, with other musicians. Uh, at that point I got into, um, a salsa project. A friend of mine had asked me to join and I actually ended up co-managing, which is totally obscure. Oh, that's, and that's like its own level of fun too, like managing a band. Oh yeah. And I got to manage and like, instead of just like playing bass for like a rock band, I'm playing on a two, three clave, right. which, you know, it's, it's a whole different thing. So, uh, and, and managing, you know, horn section and trying to, you know, get horns to come in and, and really as like contract workers. So it was a blast. I mean, it was really successful and it taught me a lot. It was definitely, uh, you know, for me, it was boot camp uh, for music. Yeah. After that, then um, I really started rolling, got it into a lot of funk, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of jazz, but, you know, kept it more with like funk and rock, uh, other types of projects. And that kind of brings me to where I am today, which is for the past five years, um, I've been playing for a band called The Acoustic Onion. It's basically a um, a Beatles cover band. Yeah. Who, who I, who I have, whom, who, whom I have seen. Can you say whom about a band? I guess. Anyway, I've seen yeah. Acoustic Onion many times. Absolutely fabulous. And I I uh, I have to just dis- take a disagreeing position with your, you know, you don't have a voice thing <laughs> because I've heard you singing back up in that band. And yeah, no, it's no problem. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we, we, can all use, we can all use a, vo- a vote of confidence gonna, with our voice. Yeah, we're going wa- to spend like part of the episodes always like waxing each other. That's car. right. That's right. Okay, we're done with that. So I... Um, you know, and that that's been a great project, and and it was it was the the opportunity for me to learn a lot of you know Paul's bass lines, and and this not is it, me, Paul, right? Let's no, be not clear. yeah, the other the other the Paul. Paul, the Paul, the Paul, the Sir Sir Paul, Sir Paul. So um, what's cool about that too is I I really got to dive into to as Paul mentioned to doing um, you know vocals for that band as well, um, and it's it's a busy gig. It's you know for me it's between fifty to seventy a year. Mm-hmm. So we're 
you know, it, you guys it, are busy. Yeah. And that, and that strikes a lot of these topics for me is how to be efficient, how to pop in and out of gigs, how to, you know, how to learn songs, how to, you know, figure out what's the most efficient way to do things. Um, I also have a, an original project that I've been working on for a few years that it, you know, we just, we write music and that's a place for me to be able as a basis to be able to expand to all those places that I feel are, you know, outside of the box that are fusing all of the different experiences that I've had into one piece. Um, and that's a whole totally different project um, that pieced together, you know, my base life. And so you, w would you say that that, like that project is like a, a good picture of you, like as a, as a musician? Yeah, I think, um, I think that project is, it, it's a lot of me. Um, and, and it's, we write basically starting with bass lines mm -hmm. and a and a vocal line that I kind of bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Some of us also bring other pieces, but that's typically how it starts. So it's very bass forward. So, you know, when I'm thinking of like, you know, songwriters like, well, Paul, but also like, you know, Sting mm -hmm. um, with the police, just that way of kind of creating music from a bassist standpoint. Right. Um, so I get to be the bassist that I want to be. I get to let my, my, Base freak flag fly, which is way too many Fs in you, one sentence. You really did that well. You were a natural. Thank you. Mic, I'm just saying. <laughs> so that's um yeah. So that that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, from uh, you know, from my experience and and you know, my my bass playing. Yeah, yeah. My my journey, I think, was in some ways similar, and some ways not. Right. Like I came at it from I think maybe ninety degrees away. Um. Mm -hmm. So. I had joined. I, I like you. Uh, I was in chorus in in grade school, but only for a couple of years. And I got out of it because I really wanted to play an instrument. Um, at the time, I really wanted to play trumpet or trombone. Right, like I was dead set on that. My music teacher told me that I did not have the embouchure for it. Right, <laughs> and I to this day I don't. I honestly don't know whether she was being honest or just had too many trumpets and trombones. I have no idea. That's probably, you know, similar to me. I wanted to play sax because of Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess Guzman as a G, all, by the time they got to the G's, all, all the saxes had been filled. <laughs> so they gave me clarinet and they said, it's just like the sax. And I, I disagreed. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's what actually what I ended up playing. I played clarinet. Uh, and, huh. and alto clarinet actually I switched, which was interesting. Cause you know, you go from a B flat instrument to an E flat instrument right. at a young age, it kind of makes you cognizant of keys, right? but also the universality of the various like theory and, you know, the circles of fourths and fifths right. and things like that. Um, so I did those for a few years and I did, you know, I did all, all district and all state in high school. Um, I mean, I, I was, I was okay. Uh, you know, I, th I think I was definitely not bad, um, at, at clarinet and I did, you know, marching band, which was fantastic experience because you get all of the musical, uh, work that you do, but also there's a level of discipline about it. Right. And working hard to perfect something, right. Which is not to say that our marching band was perfect, but you put the hours in and you see the difference yeah. from the beginning of the summer band camp to the end of the football season and the marching season. And it's, it's a great feeling when you see how all that work has paid off for the entire ensemble. Right. Um, I didn't pick up 
the bass until I went to college, like huh. yourself. Okay. I, I, uh, uh, the university that I was at, um, they defunded the band program because the state funds kind of dropped off a cliff. And hmm. the first thing to go, of course, was the arts. And the concert band was one of the um, victims of the funds of the wow. budget cutting. And for me, this was huge because I'd never had a time where I wasn't in a, in a symphonic or concert type band. Right. And I was, you know, they told us this, I think at the, um, at the beginning of the fall semester, I think. And they said there would be no spring semester of band because of this. It was literally, wow. they told us this is the That's last quick. semester of band. And I was kind of freaked out. And so I thought, well, I can't not play music. Uh, it, it's too important to me. And uh, I ended up just deciding to play bass because I figured it would at least put me in with some other musicians and, you know, maybe kind of up my cool factor a little bit, which was not high. It, Come on. It's still not high. But it was it was even lower in those days. And yes, no, I am. I was nowhere near the paragon of cool that I am today. <laughs> but, uh, but in all seriousness, you know, I, I honestly picked bass because I'd been playing by ear, you know, my whole life. I used to pick out things on the radio and I just play along with them clarinet. Like by the end of the song, I was usually playing the, the hook right. and the, you know, the refrain and the, the, you know, even the verses, um, that's kind of just what I did. And the great thing about bass was, for the most part, it's a monophonic instrument, right? You're playing right. one note at a time. And right. so I kind of applied that same skill to bass. And because I knew some theory and because I knew chord changes and I had a decent ear, you know, I could hear uh, changes that were going on. Oh, okay, they're dropping by a fourth or they're dropping by a fifth or, oh, there's the, there's the dominant seventh. And knowing that made it easy for me to slip into the role of being a bass player. So, right. Yeah. And so I did that in college and, you know, I had a, I had a couple groups in college, never really went anywhere. I mean, it, I don't think we were super serious. I was more serious about my studies, I think, than, than these bands. But when I got out into the real world after a couple of years, I really started itching to do some, to do something professionally and right. joined up with, a couple DC area groups that I played with for many years. Um, and I think developed a fairly decent reputation as a side man. Um, and just, you know, kind of kept moving from, from group to group, um, working with some incredibly talented songwriters. Um, and I, I, I don't know if it makes sense to drop any names here, but you know, the nice thing was the people that I played with were really, really talented. Um, and, so I have all these like second degree separations, right? Right. Like my second degree separations through bands are like India Ari and huh. these United States mm. and Ryan Adams, um, people like that. Um, I've never actually gotten into those, into those levels myself. So I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I'm you know running around in those circles. But, you know, I think a big part of that is just having a day job and a family and kind of prioritizing those things has put me, you know, in a certain position where, you know, those things are unlikely to happen. But at the same time, mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough to have like these 30 years of 
playing bass with really talented musicians, learning a lot, and just feeling like, hey, I, you know, I wish I had something to give back to the musical community. Right. And I feel like, you know, this is our, hopefully this is our time to do that. And, you know, if I can impart one thing to people, I think that it would be not to underestimate the value that you can bring to uh, a side career in music or to other groups, right? To serve as a great bass player is a huge reward. And you can easily do that along with other things in your life, right? It's not something that is just meant for people who do it as a career. Although obviously for many people, that's a goal. um, And some people even reach it. And that's fabulous, right? right? But I guess I'm here to say, you don't have to feel like that's the only way to be successful at being a bass player. Right. There's definitely an organized way that you can go about it. A plan, strategy, um, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, a lot of it is just spending the time with your instrument and making sure that you're spending the time in the right place. Um, and that, and that when you're, when you are hired, every gig that you're hired for, whether it's your band that's hired for it or whether that you're hired for it as a sub, every moment counts. Everything yeah. leaves a taste in somebody's mouth. And, yeah. and it's a matter of having that, like that solid reputation that's, that's consistent. Um, and, and it's not, you know, it's not so serious, but it, it, it is serious. You, you have fun with it, but you have to, you know, you have to be a, a you know, important to have that consistency in your professionality it's it's more it's 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 probably more fun when you get the reward out of it of knowing that you've done really good work i think that that is what makes it really fun absolutely yeah um yeah there's so many i mean there's so many great powerful lessons in what you just said and i feel like we're going to take apart a lot of those things and you know kind of unpack and talk about them in this podcast as we go and i you know i hope the listeners out there are you know are hopefully those who have stuck through this very long intro to Dave and Paul. Um, <laughs> I hope that they are getting the idea of what we're trying to put out here, right? And and understand that, you know, we want to connect with you guys as listeners. And, you know, that's why we've set up a site for this, for this podcast for Practical Base. Yeah. So you can visit us at practicalbase.com, connect with us there through email. We also have a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're even on Google+. I don't even know if anybody's still there, but we are. <laughs> and uh, we encourage you to just get in touch with us and let us know what you think. Let us know what matters to you. If you have an idea for a show, feel free to drop it on us. We, Please. Dave and I will read all of these things and we will you know, happily see if we can accommodate uh, those requests as we go. We want to know what you want to learn, right? Because our mission is to help you be successful. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can get you uh, further down that road, like smooth your path. Yeah. And, and it's exciting for us because if, if we can get topics from, from our, our basis community, those might be areas that, that, that we can explore on our own as well and and expand like, Oh, like that is, you know, that's something that I do need to iron out. And I've never thought about it. I just take for granted that it's the way that it is. Right. Right. Um, so please, you know, that, that's, uh, that's our thing. Yeah. Selfishly, we do not mind learning from you guys too. So yeah, we're hoping to, you know, we're hoping to pick up some, you know, some vibe of, of what's important out there. Um, you know, you, you can help us kind of keep, 
our fingers on the pulse as well. So really the most important thing we can ask you to do is subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, visit us at practicalbase.com or find us on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe. Hopefully you're there already and that's how you're listening to this podcast. But if not, um, please pick us up there or through your favorite RSS uh, or or podcatching right. app. Uh, or you can just keep listening to us every every week on the website if that's more suitable for you. Um, and also share it, right? Share it with other bass players and not just bass players, right? Hopefully some of the things we're going to explore are going to be good for other musicians as well. We're, we're concentrating on bass players because that's our, you right. know, that's our, our background. That's our, yeah, that's our weekend warrior job. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, <laughs> that's our part-time life. It is our lot in life. <laughs> it is the curse we carry with us. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely will hope that you guys will share what you hear. Um, or maybe like I was saying it. before, you know, it's a possibility that who's listening out there is a guitarist and thinking, mm -hmm. Hey, the bassist in my band should listen to this. Yeah. Absolutely. Share away. You know, yeah. we all, sometimes we just need to hear just a, a different, uh, different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's sometimes it's easier, you know, it's not coming from your, your bandmate. You have a couple other, you know, people who play what you play, who can tell you, you know, Hey, here's something to something cool. You could think about, you know, adding to your, your bag of tricks. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to send the message. You just send the podcast and it's like, Passive aggressive podcast usage. <laughs> passive aggressive. Hopefully, we'll have it won't be too much on the passive aggressive. We'll have, right? But yeah, yeah, it could be. There's a guy out there who's like, yeah, he's basically like, yeah, you you really need to listen to this podcast and then come back to rehearsal. <laughs> hopefully, that's not how people are hearing this. But right. if you are, just know that we love you and and we'll get you there. So yeah. Yeah, so we'll take uh, good care. Yeah, so subscribe and uh, and I guess for now um, we're going to turn you over to uh, to episode one. And uh, I'm Paul Freilds, and I'm Dave Guzman, and uh, welcome to Practical Base. And we hope to uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah, swinging freely. Like you may want to bring that. Yeah, there you go. So it's not like you want it to be adjustable. Oh, that's how you, you work a mic stand. Oh. You're right, right. This will be a lesson. <laughs> it's like you put the. It's the same mic stand that you use every week, yeah. but when it's like in a different place, I'm like, it's like, what, what is, is this? What anyways? is this crazy contraption? How does, how does it work? <laughs> I am mystified by your modern world. I don't know your ways, <laughs> caveman podcaster. Ha, 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 ha.